0: Today, we are talking about failure, both personal failure and business failure, in order to help you learn from our lessons and grow your business, and make sure that when you address failure, you're able to adapt, change, and move past it. Welcome to the Landing Space Podcast, talking all things entrepreneurship and strategies for building businesses. Here are your hosts, Mark and Justin. let me talk about one failure that I am still hanging my head over as years later. We're like 2008. So a while ago was one of my big failures. I joined the military going in as an airborne ranger. That's right. I wanted to go into RIP, which is the Ranger Regiment. And I was infantry, airborne, and went straight into RIP. So in July, right around July fourth, two thousand eight, I graduated from infantry school, going through basic training with the army. Went from there straight into airborne school, which jumping out of planes never had a problem with that. I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, um, jumped out of planes, graduated in two weeks, and then went into RIP. RIP was one of those things. Ranger management is one of those things when you're going through it that it's like you just embrace the suck. Like there's really no other way around it. Like you're just going to get tormented. You're not going to get any sleep. You're going to be cold. It's just going to suck completely. And that's what we did. I mean, there were times that we'd get woken up in the middle of the night, dogs coming through the guy. One of the drill instructors had two pit bulls. They would roam in through the building, barking at you and waking you up in the middle of the night. He would get us all the form up outside, 128 guys. He'd be screaming at us about something that randomly happened. And then he would tell us we need to get all of our stuff out of our rooms. So that makes sense. So we ran upstairs, packed up all of our stuff. I was told before we even went in that that was going to happen. So I had these big bags. I just threw all my stuff in, just carried it out and threw it in the backyard. Get it all out there, all lined up, looking beautiful. And the guy informs me that it's incorrect, along with everybody else in there. So we have to do push-ups and flutter kicks as he's trying to find somebody that can explain why we didn't get all of our stuff out of our rooms. So we're doing flutter kicks and push-ups and whatever else. And he's screaming and spitting on everybody he's walking around. And come to find out, we did not get everything out of our rooms. He meant everything. Everything out of our rooms. Our beds, our foot lockers, everything out. So, at 11 o'clock at night, we are moving everything out of the building. We have stacked about 2 a.m. We had stacked everything in the backyard. Bunk beds things the entire my entire room with my four roommates is stacked up in the backyard along with everybody else's rooms in these big barrack style buildings. What was the purpose of that though? just to see who would quit I mean really honestly, the uh, entire thing to get through was to see mental toughness yeah and to see if you could you could deal with the crap and the goal was to get people to quit and so if you got a certain amount of people to quit, he let you go to bed. We lost like 10 guys that night. They're just like, I'm tired of it and said they were done. And it really wasn't even bad. I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, that was one of the easier things we did because everybody there is in great shape. So you're moving everything in and out of this building room and putting it in the backyard. It's not that big of a deal. It just takes time. But the problem is that some people can't deal with sleep, you know, sleep deprived, like not getting sleep is big. So that was what happened. I went all the way through Ranger Regiment. Thinking I was going to get into the Ranger regiment, and I dislocated my shoulder at cold range. It ended up somebody coming behind me, popped my shoulder out while we were doing combatives, wrestling around, and I couldn't do push-ups to pass a PT test at the end. And it popped out on me again. I ended up getting recycled, went back through, had the same problem with my shoulder, and ended up ultimately failing the PT test. Which, now in hindsight, worked out perfectly, because I would have not been stationed in North Carolina. I would have either been in Georgia, or somewhere in... Um, Washington state and getting stationed in North Carolina led me to meeting my wife who led me to staying here, two great kids, business, all that sort of stuff. But if I would have, you know, not overcame that failure and not started working in the direction of overcoming it and just like letting it soak in, I would have been a bitter individual sat at brag, you know, my career for military and just been pissed about the fact that I couldn't overcome a PT test. Yeah. Even though it was a medical thing with my shoulder, I still to this day have my shoulder where it pops out. But if I hadn't, if I'd sit there in the sorrow and dealt with it, I would have never been to the point I am now, which is ultimately you learn from your failures. My failure in that was the fact that I let somebody sneak up behind me and pop my shoulder up. I should have not been so focused on the guy that was on the ground i should have been paying attention to the thing around me and that's what i wasn't doing at the time that that happened and the guy was able to pop my shoulder out uh, but you know you learn from those lessons so now if i'm ever in a fight i know that i need to swivel and make sure that i'm looking around like constantly and that nobody can sneak up behind me you know never focus in on the single target always yeah. be prepared which leads me to a good business point right you want to constantly be observing your surroundings your business surroundings. For opportunities, because you know you don't want to miss something that's happening around you, which ultimately has been one of those learning experiences from a failure that took place. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've I've had the same kind of well, not not the same instance, but my biggest failure that I that I well actually I don't regret it because it led to my family, you know, meeting my my wife and having kids. But when I left Dixon, Tennessee, it was um you know there's nothing to do there. I had gotten a scholarship in Ohio, lost my scholarship, but I was stubborn and I went, wanted to make it in New York. You know, back, they used to say, if you make it in New York, you make it everywhere. Right. right. It's just, that's what I try to test out. So, I didn't go back to Tennessee after I lost my scholarship. I went to New York and tried to make it on my own. I was determined. Now, this was me at 19, 18, 19 years old, thinking that I could survive New York and and be like the pursuit of happiness, Will Smith and you know, right, and, right. and go to Wall Street or something. That didn't happen. Because New York was super expensive. I found it a hard way. I was determined to try to make it. I, I worked I got a job as a as a window washer. I got a job also as a as a as a ER tech. I would commute from, from Manhattan to Newark, New Jersey, and just to make money to live there. You know, a lot of these and I kind of, I've kind of known know what what these um actors that struggle and they go you know they move to Hollywood trying to make it big. That I wasn't trying to make it big. I was just trying to be successful in New York. You know, you see in movies like these guys got really nice houses. You know, houses or or um, condos, penthouses yeah. in um in New York. So I'm like, all right, I think I can do that. I'm gonna try it. So I stayed in New York and tried my very best to basically afforded there um ended up being homeless for you know for a few months and but I you know I crawled out of that with some help with some people that I met at work and and it was just got to the point where it was messing with me mentally you know it was messing with me mentally and I kept trying my best trying my best but um did not want it to bring me down the more the longer I stayed there I felt like the more I was going to be put down so and I was still pretty determined to try to make it. So but it didn't have to be in New York. I I got a I basically got, you know, started talking to some friends I graduated high school with and they said, "Hey, we're going to North Carolina. Do you want to kind of room with us? We'll get you a job here and everything like that." So so I researched cost of living was so much cheaper here. Oh yeah. So I basically just called them up it's like, "Hey, yeah, I'll buy a one-way around one-way ticket to come to you guys and and I'm just going to just forget about trying to make it up here in New York, which is good because I, I met my wife here in North yeah. Carolina. I met my wife here, got four kids, ended up getting a business as well and some other, you know, side businesses. But I've basically found myself here. And that was my biggest failure. I, I was stubborn, first of all. I had such a huge pride on my shoulder that I didn't want to go back to to Tennessee. And I just kind of wanted to make it on my own. Wanted to have this... In my mind, at that point, at that time in my life, it was re- It was, it was just a grasp away because I was not living in my mom's house anymore, and I was actually on my own. But it's not. It's it wasn't as what I planned. But...
0: Glamorous. It wasn't as glamorous as you oh, anticipated. No, no You'd be that... in the penthouse with the Lambo all rolling around.
1: Yeah, like... it, it was my 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 um my my uh, buddy that I was. I was always seeing every morning was freaking rat. So (laughs) it was freaking (laughs) rat. So, but I bet, you you know, sometimes in life you have to go through the, you have to get down to the very, very low of the low because you don't have anywhere to go but up. Right. Right. And that's where I I felt like that's where I was. I was at the very low of the low. I put myself there because of my pride and my unrealistic goals that I kind of wanted to rush to get here. So I've learned during that experience, I've learned that, you know, you got to get to low to low, have patience to get yourself to where you want to be or where you think you should be. And, you know, I think God has the control. I don't really have the control. I can plan it out all I want to, but if that's not where I'm meant to go, it's not where I'm meant to go.
0: Yeah. It's a directional thing. And, yeah. you know, ultimately you can look back at your life, especially now that I'm 40, you look back and I realize like, that was not what I had planned. Yeah. Like this, none yeah. of this stuff was what I had planned. Yeah. I'm not really sure how I got here, but you know, I'm glad I'm here, but it was not like if you would ask me when I was 20 and, and a lot of people are that way. You asked me what I wanted to do at 20 it's probably not what you're doing today. Yeah. yeah. And you know, learning and experiencing and living life is key in order to help make you a better person and to work through that. And I think that really ultimately helps you overcome the failure is yeah. the lessons that you learn and not being dwelling on it and being able to get past it and move on is key. I mean, you and I have had a business that's failed or we shut down because we weren't, we thought yeah. it would be something grand that it wasn't. We started a co-working business because both of us need office space. Yeah, We wanted to do that. And we realized that the marketing and the business—it wasn't ready for it at the time, and you yeah. know, you lose money. And once that lease was up, we realized that it probably wasn't the business for us. Now, looking back, we learned a lot of lessons from that, and things that we could take on to the next business and do better. Yeah. Marketing is one of the key things that you know we were still just beginning to learn on and do and getting the business in there and all that. And we got a couple people that were using it, but the problem was we weren't growing as fast as we wanted to. Yeah.
1: And our right. biggest issue was at that point our you know, I didn't have my business yet. And I think you were just starting yours. Well, no, I did start my business. I had my other business, but you know, we were, we had a struggle of capital. Yeah. Bringing the capital. Now we have established business. So anything that we actually can, you know, want to start as far as a, se- a second business, you always want to, focus on one which we have you focus on your real estate i focus on my healthcare business but if you know trying to expand out and have extra side hustles, we eventually can get there now because we have a primary fallback right you know right. You, you can but you don't want to overcompensate your time into a into a side hustle as we talked about in the previous episode to where you neglect your primary um business
0: yeah. I think time's the one key thing in any business that you do. And that's the one thing you won't be able to get back yeah. is the time that you put in and it obviously takes away from something else that you could be doing. Yeah. And so whenever you do that, and I think it goes back to our previous stuff is that you want to do something you enjoy and that, you know, the failures that you learn and what you do, you know, is learning lessons that get you to the point where you're at. And as long as you're learning from the stuff that's taking place, that's the key. As long as you're learning from the mistakes you've made, it'll make you better and allow you to do a better job with what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and you you can't let it drag you down to where you give up. Um, you got if you really absolutely want what you're to reach your goal, you you never should give up, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter the negativity you experience out there in social media or in live people telling you can't do it. You're always you're always going to be the only one to stop yourself from doing it because you're listening to these guys. You need to tell yourself otherwise.
0: Yeah. We de- I dealt with that a lot when I was going through RIP specifically is that everyone there was telling you, you can't do it. You can't yeah. do this. You aren't meant to be here. This, you know, you need to quit. We've got this delicious drink. And I mean, I, I was sitting there during like my class was during November. So it's freezing cold. Yeah. I mean, I'm snuggling with the dude next to me to keep warm the entire night. Because we're freezing, but we're getting woken up every four hours, running around, doing something stupid and constantly getting told you need to quit because they had a certain amount of people. We started off with a class of 128 people or 140 people. It was one of the biggest classes ever. And only 20 people graduated that class. And it's wow. because you either got medically thing, you got injured. I mean, I was, I would did a rock and the rock. I I'd made a mis- mistake, stupid failure, crap. I ended up buying new socks, not even thinking about it when I bought the new socks. I put them on, I didn't wash them, I didn't clean them. And then I did a 15-mile ruck, and by the end of that mile ruck, the pad of that sock was rubbing on the bottom of my foot, oh. and it had taken all the skin off the bottom of my foot. So every step I had, I had blood that was shooting out the side of my, my foot the entire time. And so I got there, and I ended up having to duct tape my foot up, take, it, take another sock, put it on the bottom of my foot, duct tape it up, try to make sure that I could still keep going because I wasn't going to quit. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, I don't care what was happening. I wasn't going to quit. But my feet were so bad that I, it took me that and then I went and bought, because we got weekends off, as soon as we got back from that thing, I went and bought all sorts of bandages, bandaged it up because I wasn't going to show it to anybody. But as soon as I showed it to them, they were going to be like, oh, medical, re-, like you can't do this. You can't rock anymore. You're out. Yeah. And, and they'll kick you out for something like that. But I mean, every step I took, I had blood shooting out of my foot. It was crazy.
1: That's, that's horrible. And you know, I've been talking in the past episodes we've had, I've been talking about my struggles for my business now, staff shortage, right? Right. So I've been trying to, for the past year, I've been trying to get good quality um, employees to come on because we're really short staff. Um, but I've been trying to not give in to the market. So my sole focus was to not give in to the market. I want to hire people that they know my values instead, instead of knowing what number I'm going to give them. Right. So I'm not gonna give forty bucks an hour to somebody that you know that normally would get paid twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna go down that road. But I mean I, I will go up a little bit, but I want them to know the values of it. And this week, well actually yesterday, I started dancing in my office. Because I hired three people. Nice. <laughs> I hired three people. And they were reasonable. They they they're like, "Well, I know the market's going to go down, but I don't want to I don't want to work for somebody that really is just going to throw me out, you know, 6 months from now because they want to re- decrease my pay." Yeah. So I want to go to some place to and this one lady says, "Well, I want to go where I'm being led to." And I felt like that when I talked to you, I wanted to work for your company even though you offered me less than a hospital because I feel like that you would you would cherish my work ethic versus them because i feel like they're just a number she told me this right and i got to thinking i'm like you're right so this is i hired her because that's exactly what i wanted to hear i wasn't going to give let people i wasn't going to hire people for the numbers that i that you know they're just going to be there they're not going to take pride in their work right because they're just there to try to make their paycheck and and man yesterday i found three people and that's and that's really all i needed yeah, I I never gave up, and I wanted to try to stick to my values. I almost did give in to be like, all right, I'm gonna give a thirty percent increase. Yeah, because I was desperate because that that would mean like one of my employees were going on vacation, the other one was sick with COVID, and the other one was um had family issues. I'm like, crap, I'm gonna be working for three weeks straight by myself, and um, that didn't happen, and and I I didn't I didn't give the crazy increase, but you know, patience. Yeah. it uh, came back to me and I, I got the three that, that really, I really wanted because they, they know what they agree with my values. I don't want to just pay you just, I don't want you to just come to our company because I'm paying, paying you a lot of money. You, I want you to take pride in what we're doing. And this is my plan. This is what we're going to do as far as how we're going to structure the company. Cause we're going to have to do some restructuring and they were all about it. And one of them, didn't even ask a lot of the employees that are people that have um, interviewed. They want, well, I want $10,000. So I want to relocate there. Like, Now, where are you located? It's like, well, I'm three hours away. I'm not paying you 10 grand to relocate three right. hours away. Yeah. You know, so, and these guys were like, no, I'm not going to, I'll move there. Um, I don't need a relocation fee, but I just took it upon myself to offer it. Since I've offered it to certain people, I didn't offer 10 grand, but I offered for like U-Haul and expenses right. and stuff like that. And, dude, she started crying on the phone. She was like, nobody would ever offer that. I was like, I offered it because you didn't ask. Yeah, yeah. You know, so to help you, because she was a single mom. She's already, she didn't want, she wanted her, you know, I don't want to get too into detail with it, but she wanted to kind of separate from her, you know, significant other with her kids and stuff. Like, this is a bad example. Yeah. So, but she, once I did that, you know, it just, validated, she said, well, that validates that I chose the right company to work for. And, you know, just stuff like that, just never giving up was what you're saying. That's what I did. And that might not be big to a lot of people, but man, I've been struggling looking for the right people for a year now. Right, right. That's awesome. So so I was, uh, I was super excited, but you know, the the thing that we're trying to tell you is just do not give up in in whatever you do. There's going to be failures in life, but don't let it bring you down. That's it for our episode. See you on our next episode. Don't forget to follow us on um, all the platform um, channels for podcasting.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Landing Space Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Landing Space Podcast. Until next time.